0: How have his work experiences from earlier decades been influencing his leadership as the national leader? What are some of the core principles that have guided his decisions and actions? I consider myself a relatively hard-working person.
1: I know very well that people's biggest concerns are education, employment, income.
2: We We
1: can pursue development through destructive methods, depleting the legacies from our ancestors while exhausting the options for our future generations.
0: The Stories of Xi Jinping podcast series shares the life and work experiences of Xi Jinping and explores the formation of his governing principles, philosophy, beliefs, among others. Getting to know Xi's thoughts on national governance and how his leadership took shape may help you better understand China's path, governance, and principles. You can follow the stories of Xi Jinping podcast series on all major podcast platforms.
3: Examining the events that impact and shape China and the rest of the world. This is the Beijing Hour, one hour of news and information brought to you every weekday.
4: Now, here's your host. Shane Bigham with you on this Tuesday, September 26, 2023. You're listening to the Beijing Hour, coming to you live from the Chinese capital. On today's program, China's released a white paper on its proposals for building a global community with a shared future. The United States has announced formal recognition of two Pacific Island nations. A report from the UN says uh, that... uh, uh, women are being failed, women and girls are being failed in the fight for gender equality. In business, China's domestic tourism market reports surging holiday bookings. In sports, China's dominance at the Hangzhou Asian Games. In culture and entertainment, Beijing's decorated with flowers for the mid autumn and National Day holidays. First of all, the day's top stories. China's released a white paper on its proposals and actions on building a global community with a shared future. It's been 10 years since Chinese President Xi Jinping proposed the idea. The white paper highlighted the Belt and Road Initiative as an example and pointed out that China offered its plan to resolve major issues with its initiatives on global development, peace, and civilization. Dai Kai has more.
5: The white paper comes at a time when the idea of building a global community of shared future has been around for ten years. Over the past decade, there's been multiple progress in turning this idea into reality. China's political bureau member of the CPC Central Committee and Foreign Minister Wang Yi said the idea has gained wider international recognition
6: over the past decade with the direct planning and personal involvement of president xi building a community with a shared future for mankind has been turning from an idea into action and spreading wide across the world in a transforming world it stands for what is right and in the face of challenges and crisis it inspires courage and resolve
5: the first part of the paper highlights how globalization is optimized and that allocation of resources like labor like technology as well as capital um, so uh, those resources are like turning isolated ponds and small rivers into one vast ocean where you know the market has become a world market and it says cooperation and mutual benefit are the only correct choices. The document also points out that global challenges demand global solutions. The paper argues that in the face of global crises, we must abandon uh, what they call the zero-sum game mentality and engage in global cooperation. The white paper calls on nations to come together, working hand-in-hand to collectively build a global community of shared future.
4: That was Dai Kai reporting. The international communities widely acknowledge China's proposal on building a community with a shared future for mankind. The United Nations incorporated the idea into its security resolutions for the first time in 2017. International resolutions, including those on the crisis in Afghanistan, food shortages, and human rights, also highlighted the China-initiated concept. Wang ha Young takes a look at President Xi Jinping's vision for a community with a shared future and its significance.
7: In 2013, Chinese President Xi Jinping first introduced the concept of building a community with a shared future for mankind in his speech at the Moscow State Institute of International Relations. President Xi's vision has become increasingly significant as the international community responds to the multiple crisis while striving to promote socio-economic development. At the 17th session of the UN General Assembly in 2015, Xi called on countries to build a new type of international relations, built on win-win cooperation, and to jointly build a community with a shared future for mankind. In January 2017, President Xi renewed his call for this community with a shared future during a keynote speech at the United Nations office in Geneva. He called on international community to promote dialogue and consultation pursue cooperative and sustainable security. He said all countries should seek common prosperity through win-win cooperation. The Chinese president also stressed the importance of maintaining harmony between human and
4: nature and the need to pursue green development. That was Wang Haiyang reporting. One approach uh, to building a global community with a shared future is by practicing multilateralism. Venezuelan Foreign Minister Yvonne Gill has voiced his support for China at the United Nations General Assembly. Some countries attempted to replicate the logic of colonialism and
8: imperialism, placing unilateralism above the principles of the UN Charter. Only by enhancing inclusive multilateralism, the democratization of international relations, and multipolarity can the world solve the new complicated challenges humanity faces today. We appreciate the efforts made by countries, including the People's Republic of China, to promote dialogue, understanding, as well as world peace and common development. Venezuela supports a global development initiative, global security initiative, global civilization initiative proposed
4: by China. The foreign minister says Venezuela is willing to work with other countries in solidarity and cooperation to push for stability and prosperity for mankind. One tangible result of China's Belt and Road Initiative is a light rail transit system near Egypt's capital. The first phase of the Ramadan Railway project connects Cairo with its surrounding areas and has a capacity of 360,000 passengers per day. Aaron Leo rode on those trains.
3: In the eastern part of Egypt's capital, Cairo, a new city is emerging. To meet the commuting needs of 5 million residents, a light rail transit system built by China has been put into operation.
7: Every day, every day, takes the metro. It's cheaper than my car.
9: The environment inside the train is really nice, and it's very convenient.
3: Hanbao, the project director, has witnessed the entire process.
0: The LRT is capable of operating in Egypt's harsh desert environment with high levels dust extreme temperatures, and intense sunlight. It is a technologically advanced, environmentally adaptable, and user-friendly modern electric passenger vehicle. It has been customized to suit the local operating environment, establishing a good reputation for Chinese technology in the Egyptian market.
3: In the afternoon, when we arrived at the station starting from the new city, we happened to hear the peak hours. It has become a part of people's daily lives. It's currently rush hour. There's the large number of passengers here. After work, they choose the light rail to go back to downtown Cairo. Han explains that the harsh environment of high temperatures and strong sandstorms in Egypt's new capital imposes strict requirements on construction equipment.
0: The LRT is located on the central axis of Egypt's Eastern Economic Corridor. And serves as a vital link connecting Cairo City Center, the new administrative capital. The total length of projects lines about 70 kilometers with 12 stations. The maximum operating speed is 120 kilometers
4: per hour. And that was a report about a light rail project in Egypt under the Belt and Road. Coming up, U.S. recognition for two Pacific Island nations.
3: Dive into news like never before with Deep Dive the podcast from CGTN Radio. Join our global reporters for captivating stories and thought-provoking conversations. Search Deep Dive on your favorite podcast platform and get ready to dive in.
4: We're at 9 minutes past the hour. The United States says it's formally recognizing the Cook Islands and uh, Niue as sovereign and independent states and establishing diplomatic relations with the two Pacific Island nations. This comes as U.S. President Joe Biden hosted more than a dozen leaders at the second U.S. Pacific Island Forum summit. White House correspondent Nathan King reports.
2: Last year, the Biden administration pledged this 18-member grouping, the Pacific Island uh, Forum, with $800 million from everything for Coast Guard support to climate change projects uh, and beyond. And they are going to recognize diplomatically for the first time two uh, island nations, the Cook Islands and the New Way uh, as well uh, island uh, nation. Now, they readily admit this, the re-engagement with Pacific Islands that they've ignored for decades is largely because China has been interested in these islands and have given lots of diplomatic relations and have uh, economic and diplomatic ties with them. It's, they're basically playing uh, catch up. Uh, also though, the US very disappointed that the Solomon, uh, Solomon Islands prime minister did not turn up. Uh, remember the Solomon Islands of intersecurity security deal and other deals with Beijing. They are one of the most powerful of the Pacific Island nations and much closer to Beijing than Washington wanted. We are, what, less than two months away. From the climate summit COP28 in Dubai, they've been asking for money for the $100 billion a year for developing countries. None of the money has been forthcoming, and they know they have uh, leverage now as well. They're also going to receive grants for a new internet undersea cable. Uh, The U.S. also opening embassies across the region, uh, including in Venatu, early next year.
4: That was Nathan King reporting from outside the White House. Two cargo ships carrying grain from Ukraine have safely arrived in Turkey through a new route in the Black Sea. An agreement to allow the safe passage of vessels transporting grain via the Black Sea expired when Russia pulled out of the deal. Moscow says it is ready to return to the deal if its conditions are met. But Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov recently said Ukraine's proposals for a peace plan and the grain initiative are not realistic. Uh, Megumi Lim reports from Kyiv.
10: Ukraine, whose economy is heavily dependent on farming, has been testing out a new corridor in the Black Sea to facilitate the shipment of its grain and other food products to the rest of the world. Ukraine is a major exporter of grain and it is hoping to keep its economy running and to avoid a global food security crisis ever since Russia backed out of the Black Sea grain deal in July. The new route hugs the western coast of the Black Sea along Romania and Bulgaria, which are both NATO countries. The route continues on into the Bosporus Strait in Turkey. The grain vessels, both sailing under the flag of Palau safely, passed through this route, the resilient Africa on Tuesday and the Aroyat on Friday. Both ships arrived in Turkey carrying thousands of metric tons of grain for countries in Africa and Asia.
4: That was Megumi Lim on transporting food out of Ukraine after the expiration of the Black Sea Grain deal. French Foreign Minister Catherine Colonna has met her Italian counterpart in Paris amid tensions between the two countries over how to handle a wave of migrants landing on the Italian island of Lampedusa. Colonna called for more European cooperation on migration and a crackdown on migrant smugglers and human traffickers. We must
11: be stronger and more determined to fight against the networks of smugglers and fight in a determined, resolute way. It's dreadful, abominable that criminal activities exploit human misery. That's human trafficking.
4: latest influx is challenging unity within the EU and its member states. Italian Foreign Minister Antonio Tejani called for the migration issue to be addressed at the European level and that the United Nations should also intervene. He stressed that Italy is ready to cooperate on the issue, which he said is not a problem of one state. It's a
12: problem that needs to be addressed at the European level and given the magnitude of the situation of instability that exists on the African continent and in the Middle East, we believe that the United Nations should also intervene.
4: Last week, the Italian government approved new measures to crack down on migration that uh, focused on migrants who don't qualify for asylum and are slated to be repatriated to their home countries. The government extended the amount of time that such people can be detained till the EU maximum of 18 months. Well, China says it hopes the European Union will lift restrictions on Chinese high-tech products. Uh, this comes as Chinese Vice Premier He Lifeng and EU Trade Commissioner Valdis Dombrovskis co-chaired a high-level economic and trade dialogue between the two sides. And the two officials also agreed to maintain communication.
5: Both parties promised to maintain mutual openness and provide a fair and enabling business environment for enterprises from each other.
12: Uh, We therefore agreed to resume regular exchanges to discuss macroeconomic issues, uh, reigniting the economic and financial dialogue and macroeconomic dialogue.
4: China's Vice Premier also said the country is ready to advance its comprehensive strategic partnership with the European Union. Yang Chengshi has more.
12: The fact that the China-EU high-level economic and trade dialogue has returned after a three-year hiatus is seen as a positive development. The two sides have discussed a range of issues from World Trade Organization reforms to strengthening supply chain cooperation to increasing dialogue on intellectual property rights. The issue of trade barriers was widely expected to be front and center. During his visit to China, European Commissioner for Trade Valdis Dombrovskis expressed the EU's concern over the trade imbalance between the two sides. According to China's Ministry of Commerce, the EU's trade deficit with China in 2022 was nearly $425 billion. Another thorny issue for China-EU trade relations is an EU decision to launch an anti-subsidy
5: investigation into Chinese electric vehicles. China once again expresses deep concern and strong dissatisfaction regarding the EU's initiation of the anti-subsidy investigation against Chinese electric vehicles. China hopes that all parties involved would exercise caution, continue to maintain a market that is free and open, which would benefit European consumers, promote green and low-carbon development in Europe, and contribute to global climate change cooperation.
12: Maintaining a healthy trade and investment relationship between China and the EU is hugely important for the economies of both sides. Last year, China and the EU were each other's second largest trading partners and investments in China from France and Germany has continued to grow during the first seven months this year.
4: That was Yang Chengshi reporting. You're listening to The Beijing Hour. Coming up, the UN issues a report on gender equality.
6: Climate Watch is CGTN Radio's new podcast focusing on the impact of climate change, we have conversations with people on the front line about this critical issue listen to climate watch on all major podcast platforms and join us in taking action to save the
4: planet we call home At 16 minutes past the hour a recent united nations report says the world is failing women and girls new figures show an additional 360 billion u.s dollars in investment per year is required to achieve gender equality. That and empowering women and girls is one of the UN's sustainable development goals for 2030. Gender issues have been a problem in the United States where women have been fighting gender-based pay disparity and very slow progress. It's made worse, coupled with racial discrimination. Nitsa Soledad Perez reports. Equal pay! Equal, pay!
9: equal pay for equal value work. Sounds simple and fair but still
13: elusive in today's world. The world is falling short of achieving gender equality, and this becomes an ever increasingly distant goal. Recent setbacks, particularly affecting the lives of women and girls living in fragile or conflict-affected countries, along with growing vulnerability due to human-induced climate change, are exacerbating this outlook. In the U.S., 2023
9: marks the 60th anniversary of the Equal Pay Act, a law mandating that women and men receive the same pay for the same work. Enforcement, however, has been the challenge. The U.S. ranks 43rd in the World Economic Forum's Global Gender Gap Index. Latest U.S. government figures show women make an average 84 cents for every dollar paid to a man. And although this gender pay gap is the low as it's ever been, progress has been slow and uneven across ethnicities, race, and age divisions. A lot of it has to do also with the percentage of women in the labor force.
14: It has to do with women having this role as caretakers, where they are unfortunately forced either to stay at home or they go into the labor force, they're not making that much, and then they go home. And then when they go back into the labor force, they're still at that same
9: level. So they don't actually go up. Many of those who achieved salary equality have had to fight hard for it. In 2019, U.S. women's national soccer team players filed a $67 million class action lawsuit, arguing their compensation was unfair compared to their male counterparts. After three years of litigation, the U.S. Soccer Federation agreed to settle the suit for $24 million and adopt a new collective bargaining structure that allows for women to be paid more. In 2018, it was revealed that Claire Foy, star of hit Netflix show The Crown, was paid significantly less than a male co-star. Producers only pledged to rectify the disparity in response to a public outcry. Women's groups in the U.S. are asking private companies to exercise pay transparency and for women to more aggressively confront disparities.
14: That goes hand-in-hand with companies coming forward and saying, this is what we're paying each employee, and having that really clear.
9: The wage disparity is even more significant for African-American and Latina women, pointing to a deeper systemic issue of gender and race discrimination.
4: That was Nita Soledad-Perez reporting on racial and gender gaps in the United States. Media reports say Japan will begin dumping the second batch of nuclear-contaminated water into the Pacific Ocean around the end of the month or early October. If that plan goes ahead, another 7,800 tons of wastewater will enter the global marine ecosystem. An Indian ecologist is warning that the environment will retaliate, Unadi Gupta reports.
15: Dr. Deekshwadev is an ecologist with over 15 years of experience in the domain of environmental sciences and sustainable development. She states that the decontamination of the radioactive water will have long term effects on the environment and an urgent approach towards the decontamination of the water is required on a global scale.
13: The radioactive wastewater contains both the soluble and insoluble radioactive and non radioactive substances. The goal is to decontaminate the wastewater to the extent that the total volume of the effluent decontamination can be released either directly into the environment or recycled. The filtering process removes strontium-19, iodine-129 and carbon-14 but tritium which is a radioactive isotope of hydrogen is hard to separate. Tritium is considered to be harmless because its radiations are of low energy which are not able to penetrate human skin. However, large amounts may cause a problem. Technology cannot replace the nature in its original form in any case. We have seen that in the past. So goes for Fukushima treated wastewater also.
15: Compounds like tritium in nuclear contaminated water are causing diseases like leukemia and solid cancer. Dr. D. Shadave says health effects in humans triggered by ionizing radiation like tritium have deterministic and stochastic effects.
13: The deterministic effects to health are caused due to killing of tissue stem cells in those exposed to ionizing radiations at more than threshold doses for tissue reactions. This form of exposure to radiations can cause acomia and permanent infertility, as well as skin lesions and hematopoietic disorders. When pregnant women are exposed to ionizing radiations, embryonic death and malformination are provoked in fetuses. Likewise, Stochastic effects are a result of DNA mutations in cells of the tissues exposed to ionizing radiations. Typical stochastic effects are cancer, leukemia.
15: Community is the mainstay of the environment. This plight is being faced by fishermen when their livelihoods are affected by environmental consequences. 30 year old Vinay Kumara, fisherman of Yamuna Ghat, echoes the sentiment of the fishing community. Tripled by the recent condition of the Yamuna River, he relates to the plight of fishermen across the globe.
16: The fishermen community can't let it happen again. It's their bread and butter. We have been reading their plight on social media. Customers are getting skeptical in buying from them at the local level because they don't want to die of eating their favorite dish. India or Japan, it's all the same. No one wants contaminated food. This decision has affected local sales. There are a lot of families who get their daily bread from this profession. We are not convinced by this This decision generally,
13: like Yapuna has been affected by the wastewater and has affected our production and sales. Companies like
15: TEPCO has promised to publish online real-time data on the water's radioactivity levels on an online portal devoted to explaining the treatment and discharge process in multiple languages. A decision for the environment is the decision for a large pool of residents, communities, stakeholders and much more. So to gauge the effects we have to wait, as stated environment, Retaliates, but it takes time for it. For the Beijing air,
4: am Unnati About 24 minutes past the hour, a small group of residents in Lahaina, in Hawaii, has returned to their uh, devastated properties for the first time since the historic town was destroyed by a wildfire nearly seven weeks ago. Interim Administrator Daryl Oliviera of the Maui Emergency Management Agency says some families stopped for a moment of reflection, and others searched for mementos. At least
9: one family kind of, let's say, just stopping for a brief moment, having some silence, prayer. So it's just different experiences for the families. But I want to say overall it appears that they're finally getting some closure, which will take to the next step with some healing.
4: Laviera says more than a dozen vehicles carrying residents had entered the burned area. The wildfire started on August the 8th. It killed at least 97 people and destroyed more than 2000 buildings, most of them people's homes. The U.S. National Snow and Ice Data Center says Antarctic sea ice levels have hit record lows. This sparks fears among scientists that the impacts of climate change at the South Pole are ramping up. Our researchers warned that uh, the shift could have dire consequences for animals like penguins which breed and rear their young on the sea ice uh, while also hastening global warming antarctic sea ice extent peaked this year on september the 10th the lowest winter maximum since satellite records began in 1979 sea ice researcher uh, arian Pirich at australia's Monash university says sea ice is an important part of the ecosystem
9: the ice
10: is, is far away it's something we don't see every day but it affects ecosystems it affects fisheries it affects global climate and it affects our sea level so it's actually something that's really important in in the earth system um, and that we should care about i guess the key message here is that to, to protect these frozen parts of the world that are really important for a whole number of reasons we really need to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions we need to reduce them as much as we can, as fast as we can.
4: Summer Antarctic, CIA also hit a record low in February, breaking the previous mark that was set in 2022. Hoxton Farms in London is crafting sustainable fats from stem cells to make plant-based foods taste better and attract more people to eat alternatives to meat. The company says cultivated fat is environmentally better using uh, less land, less energy, and less intensive production methods. Co-founder Ed Steele says a barrier to lab-grown meat has been the high production cost, and companies have been trying to reduce costs by 99%.
16: Initially, the cost of things like cultivated meat and products containing cultivated fat might be higher than a burger or a sausage that that you buy in the supermarket. But over time, that will change. What what we make is is made in a really efficient way. Um, It has plenty of other benefits, but in terms of cost specifically, we'll manage to reduce the cost um, down to below the cost of eating traditional meat.
4: U.S. regulators approved the sale of chicken made from animal cells in June, allowing two California companies to offer lab-grown meat to the nation's restaurant tables and supermarket shelves. In January, a report on lab-grown meat claimed that the industry is projected to be worth a little under $2 billion U.S. billion by 2035. Beijing's 16 degrees overnight, tomorrow sunny with a high of 27. Chongqing's down to 20 this evening, then moderate rainfall in 26. Lhasa dips to 8 degrees, then cloudy in 22. Hong Kong's at 29 or 28 tonight, it'll be sunny in 33 tomorrow. Elsewhere, Tokyo's 21 this evening, it's uh, getting a slight rain in 28 on Wednesday. Islamabad's getting clear skies in 18 this evening, then sunny in 33. Bangkok's at 26 overnight, slight rain and 32 on Wednesday. In africa nairobi's getting a slight rain in 28 degrees and finally to oceania sydney's at 14 this evening then a slight rain in 22 auckland's 11 overnight then some rain in 16 port vila's getting a slight rain and 27 degrees celsius it's time for a short break so far this hour china's released a white paper on its proposals for building a global community with a shared future the united states has announced formal recognition of two pacific island nations Reports from the UN says that the world is failing women and girls in the fight for gender equality. Shane Bigham with you. Stay with us here on The Beijing Hour.
12: Ever wondered what's actually going on in Africa through the perspective of an African? How are things really going between China and Africa? What's the narrative of this relationship? Well, get a perspective with China-Africa Talk from African diplomats, entrepreneurs, academics, Chinese natives, and more. Get on our wavelength every week to find out what's real with China Africa Talk. Find us on your favorite podcast. We'll see you there.
2: Experience the musical classics of the East mingle with the masters of Chinese music. Music talks witness the sound of antiquity and modernity.
0: We all enter this world with a universal greeting.
10: (laughs) We then learn to speak.
9: Bonjour. Bonjour, comment
10: allez-vous
0: Oui, bon, est c- t-
10: Though our languages, cultures, and traditions may differ, we still share one thing in common. We have hope for humanity and Ony- the, the world. We have donated an 000, Company, ...director of the International the 26th Monetary United Found, Nations mo- Hear the difference with CGTN Radio. Join our global network to connect with the world.
2: CGTN Radio. Hear the difference.
0: I love you. 我爱你. This might be the easiest way to say I love you,
13: since there are so many other romantic expressions. No matter if you are a rookie 你好,
2: 我的中文语, dian dian.
6: or a sophisticated learner. There is definitely something that will interest
0: you. Check out Takeaway Chinese, a word that starts with Ni
3: Examining the events that impact and shape China and the rest of the world. This is the Beijing Hour, one hour of news and information brought to you every weekday. Now,
4: here's your host. Shane Begum with you on this Tuesday. Still to come. In business, China's domestic tourism market reports surging holiday bookings. In sports, China's dominance at the Hangzhou Asian Games. In culture and entertainment, Beijing's decorated with flowers for the mid-autumn and National Day holidays. Contact us, you can email audio newsroom at CGTN.com or follow our ex account, formerly Twitter at CGTN Radio. Uh, First of all, though, checking the day's headlines, here's Zhu Tianlu.
11: Thank you, Shane. China is calling on all countries to communicate with each other, jointly shoulder the responsibilities of governance, and come to consensus on issues of global concern. In a white paper on China's proposal and action on building a global community with a shared future, China says countries should work together in both facing current challenges and creating a better future. President Xi Jinping proposed the idea of a community with a shared future 10 years ago. Foreign Minister Wang Yi explained why it is important to work toward that goal. What we have achieved over the past 10 years has proven
6: once again that building a community with a shared future for mankind is the right choice, one that is made based on a keen understanding of history and promotes human development. Entering the 21st century, humanity has broken the boundaries of geography, ethnicity and culture and lives in the same global village. We are increasingly becoming a community with shared interests, shared responsibilities, and a shared future, where our interests and security are intertwined.
11: Officials say China will continue to champion multilateralism and promote the green development of the Belt and Road. Ukraine says U.S. Abrams battle tanks have arrived and will soon be deployed on the front line. Meanwhile, Kiev says special forces killed Russia's commander of the Black Sea Fleet in a missile attack in Sevastopol last week. Russia's defense ministry did not immediately comment on whether Admiral Viktor Sokolov is dead. Canadian opposition parties have called on the the Speaker of the House of Commons to resign for inviting a man who fought for a Nazi military unit to attend a speech by the Ukrainian president. Anthony Rota invited Yaroslav Hanka and, and introduced him as a war hero who fought for the 1st Ukrainian division. That division was a ve- voluntary unit under the command of Nazis. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says the incident is deeply embarrassing.
4: The speaker has uh, acknowledged his mistake
0: uh, and has apologized, uh, but this is something that is deeply embarrassing to the Parliament of Canada and by extension to all Canadians. I think particularly of Jewish MPs and all members of the Jewish community across the country who are commemorating Yom Kippur today.
11: Opposition leader Pierre Polievra blamed Trudeau and the Liberal government for creating a massive diplomatic embarrassment and shame for not properly vetting Hunker. The New Democratic Party House leader Peter Julian and Bloc Quebecois leader Yves-Francois Blanchet both said Anthony Roter should step down. France's foreign minister says Paris will continue to support ousted president of Niger, Mohamed Bazoum. The announcement came a day after President Emmanuel Macron said France will pull its troops out of Niger by the end of this year. France has also recalled its ambassador. There has been pressure from Niger's junta and anti-French demonstrations since the coup in July. Macron says he still regards Bazoum as Niger's legitimate leader. Egypt is set to hold the presidential election in December. Chairman Walid Hamza of the Egyptian National Election Authority says the vote will be held over three days.
16: The
1: election process runs according to the following dates. Outside the Arab Republic of Egypt, on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, the 1st, 2nd and 3rd of December 2023, Inside the Arab Republic of Egypt, on Sunday, Monday and Tuesday, the 10th, 11th and 12th of December.
11: President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi has yet to announce his candidacy. Analysts consider him highly likely to win and stay in power until 2030. A handful of politicians have announced their bid to run, but none of them poses a serious challenge to el-Sisi. The German Transport Minister has spoken out against the protective tariffs that could be imposed by the European Union on Chinese electric vehicles. Volker Vincent told local media that market barriers are not necessary and a possible trade war could quickly spread to other sectors and cause massive economic damage. Canadian Sikhs have staged a small protest outside India's diplomatic missions over the deaths of a Sikh leader on Canadian soil. Hundreds of protesters gathered outside Indian consulates in to- Toronto, Vancouver and Ottawa. Canada accused the Indian government agents of being behind the murder of Hardeep Singh Nijjar. The Indian government rejected the charge while accusing Canada of providing safe havens to anti-Indian separatists. Both countries have expelled diplomats and India suspended visas for Canadians. India deemed Nijjar a separatist. He was killed by an unknown assailant in British Columbia in June. North Korea says starting from Monday, foreigners can enter the country in accordance with regulations. According to reports, a 48-hour quarantine period will be required. The East Asian country shut its borders at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic back in 2020.
4: Thank you very much. That was Ju Tianlu with Headline News. This is Shane Bigam in the Chinese capital. And coming up in business, China's domestic tourism market reports surging holiday bookings.
2: The Beijing Hour, your window on China and the rest of the world.
4: 37 past the hour now. Stock markets on the Chinese mainland finish lower on Tuesday. Timothy Pope has more.
1: The uh, weak sentiment continues to be a bit of a problem for the Chinese mainland equities. Trading volumes were among the lowest they've been all year. And uh, while some of this is normal in the lead up to the week-long National Day holiday, leaving the Shanghai Composite only just above 3,100 points, uh, it shed uh, 4 tenths of 1%. The Shenzhen component was down about 6 tenths of a percent, and it's only just clinging to the 10,000 point level. Most sectors were trading lower with materials, consumer and uh, healthcare stocks leading the losses. The world's biggest EV battery maker, CATL, contemporary Amperex technology, was in the spotlight. It shed 2.3% to a 10-month low. Uh, CATL is partnering with Ford to make uh, batteries in the United States, and it had been planning to produce them at a $3.5 billion factory being built in Michigan. But uh, Ford yesterday paused construction on that project, saying that it now Doubts the factory can operate competitively uh, due to the uncertainty uh, over the ongoing U.S. auto workers'
4: strike. That was market analyst Timothy Pope in Shanghai. In Hong Kong, the Hang Seng Index was down nearly 1.5%. In Japan, the Nikkei lost over 1%. Tour reservations in advance, bookings of hotels and homestays are surging in China as the National Day holiday and the Mid-Autumn Festival coincide this year. The holiday season, lasting eight days starting from Friday, is a good opportunity to enjoy travel or celebrate family reunion. One resort hotel in Qingdao, Shandong Province, says over 85% of its 1,800-plus rooms have been booked. In the Xi Ma Yao community in Laoshan District, more than 100 homestays are booked up. Gua Jing is the general manager of a hotel in Qingdao.
11: Customers have been booking rooms since half a month ago, and now our rooms are 90% booked. In particular, the rooms equipped with hot springs are fully booked.
4: In Taiwan, Shanxi province, the tourism market is also booming with air tickets and hotel bookings peaking ahead of the holiday season. Apart from traditionally popular destinations such as Beijing, Shanghai, Chengdu and Guangzhou, the more adventurous are seeking out niche tourist areas. Panama-flagged cruise ship Resorts World One has arrived in Sanya, Hainan Province, becoming the first international luxury liner to stop at the coastal resort city in three years. 1,800 holidaymakers received flowers and gifts during a welcome ceremony at the Phoenix Island International Cruise Terminal. The cruise ship was on a winter route between Hong Kong and Sanya, which resumed international cruise ship operations a week ago. Europe's largest asset managers chosen to strengthen investment in the Chinese market. A Monday says the decision was based on China's bright economic prospects, better valuations, and vigorous private economy. For more discussions on foreign investment in China, Guanxin spoke with Chen Jiehe, Chief Investment Officer of Novum RK Technologies.
13: So we heard some mixed signals of foreign investment in China's equities. In your opinion, are Chinese equities still attractive to foreign investors? Well,
8: of global investors to China is actually complicated, you know, there are so many global investors and their thinking about China's market differs. Um, I think there are at least three categories of them. Uh, the first one is the investors who know that China is about to offer a large return and they don't meet any political disturbance, so they're pretty happy to invest. Uh, you can see some investors in this category coming from uh, Middle East, Southeast Asia, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, Temasek, for example, which is, which is a Singapore sovereign fund, mm-hmm. has been investing heavily in China and has got a very good return. Um, the second category of investors hold a similar view about the return of China's market, and they are scared because of the political pressure, they might not be able to hold their positions long enough. Uh, remember that uh, the US investors were forced to sell some China uh, Chinese tele- telecom companies back in 2020, and they missed a very large gaining after that trade. Uh, finally, there are some investors who worry about the future return of China. Uh, they think that this large economy that has been growing for over four decades will stop right away because of some occult reason, uh, which I have actually nothing to say.
13: Hmm. Well, several foreign institutions have raised their forecasts for China's economic growth and stock returns for the fourth quarter this year. What's your long-term view?
8: My long term view about China is basing on a very large historical picture. Uh, currently, the per capita GDP of China is around 13,000 USD. And if you look at China's neighbour countries who share similar culture, uh, even similar languages as China like South Korea, Japan, Singapore, um, you can see that their per capita GDP lie roughly around above 40,000 USD. So there is no reason to think that China, after over four decades of economic miracle, will stop because of some made up reason. Uh, Compared with its own history, China is now having a much more uh, completed industrial chain, a way better trained and educated labor force, and a better protected environment. So these elements build up the future for China's economic growth. Uh, For fellow investors such uh, such as myself, uh, this is a marvelous market to make money. Uh, Like Charlie Munger once said, you know, you have to fish where the fish are
4: that was Chen Jiehe, Chief Investment Officer of Novum RK Technologies, talking about channels to attract more foreign capital. Millions of U.S. government employees are bracing for their pay to stop at the end of the month as the government shutdown looms. House Republicans are still unable to reach a compromise over a new budget. U.S. media say the shutdown comes at a particularly precarious time for many households already struggling with persistent inflation. Reports say a government shutdown lasting beyond a month combined with an auto workers' strike and inflation pressure could weigh down the wider U.S. economy. Chief Economist Mark Zandi at Moody's analytics says if a shutdown were to last to the end of the year, this could be enough to tip the U.S. into a recession. Chinese tech giant Huawei's unveiled a series of new products at a high-profile launch ceremony. The event comes on the heels of the release of its flagship smartphone, the Mate 60 series. Wang Fei spoke with the company executive and a professor about Huawei's latest product release.
17: Huawei shows off its latest products in a packed stadium. Amid expectations, its battered smartphone business is making a comeback. The company started selling its flagship Mate 60 series last month, with reviews indicating 5G speed thanks to a Chinese chip. Huawei says it's working overtime and urgently producing as many as possible without giving more details. It's instead focusing on a new ultra-thin tablet and the Harmony operating system.
8: Our Harmony OS 4.0, launched a month ago, has now been downloaded by more than 60 million users across smartphones and tablet devices.
17: There's an outpouring of nationalistic pride, with the audience chanting far, far ahead throughout the showcase, referring to Huawei's cutting-edge technologies. Hong Kong movie star Andy Lau endorsed the philosophy of ultimate design, a high-end brand which includes a Mate 60 RS smartphone and a watch.
8: No matter where your starting point is and how many detours you have to make, as long as you persevere, you can become extraordinary.
17: Huawei has been at the center of China-US tech rivalry. Some observers consider the product launch as symbolic of China's defiance of US restrictions. The May 60 smartphone series has been applauded by Chinese fans as a sign that Huawei has overcome U.S. sanctions four years after the company was cut off from essential chip-making technology. There are questions whether Huawei's breakthroughs could trigger an escalation of export controls. But some experts argue that efforts to contain China's chip development are hurting U.S. businesses too.
8: In the last few years, many small U.S. startups that were part of Huawei's supply chain also suffered. China is the world's largest semiconductor market. Chinese firms like Huawei have been forced to become self-sufficient. And once they succeed, American companies could lose even more market share.
17: The Chinese telecoms giant is shifting its strategic direction to focus on artificial intelligence. Rotating chairwoman Meng Wanzhou says the company is committed to building a computing backbone for China.
4: That was Huang Fei reporting. Uh, fish farmers in China are transforming large swaths of saline alkalized soil into fertile grounds, contributing to local economic growth and ecological conservation. Cheng Ji Cheng is the head of the uh, Lancao Aquaculture Cooperative in Hunan Province. He's confident they'll uh, have a bumper harvest of venome prawns.
1: Now we can harvest over 1,000 kilograms per mole and it shouldn't be a problem to harvest around 40,000 kilograms in total.
4: The key to the success of Land Cow Shrimp Farm is a special kind of algae. It took the research team two years to find it in its natural environments. And with the saline-alkali soil being transformed for aquaculture, the fish farming activity itself is also helping to combat soil salinity. You're listening to The Beijing Hour, coming up in sports, China's dominance at the Hangzhou Asian Games.
2: Sideline Story brings you all things sports related. The hottest topics, latest events, juiciest stories, all with a very personal take. Subscribe to Sideline Story Podcast for heated sports discussions covering events that are happening in China and around the world.
4: About 47 minutes past the hour now. Turning to sports, and we begin with the Hangzhou Asian Games.
7: Greet Asia in Hangzhou embrace the excitement of the games
4: China continued its dominance, claiming 19 of the 38 gold medals on Monday. 19-year-old Shang Lihao became the first Chinese athlete to break the world record in the men's 10-meter air rifle individual final. Chinese swimmers continued to dominate the pool, winning four of the seven events. Yu Ting set a new Asian Games record in the women's 200-meter individual medley, while Qin ha broke the record in the men's 100-meter breaststroke final. And Qin says he's happy with the result.
3: Well, being able to clock this time and achieve this result is not a surprise to me, to be honest. I think my overall performance was pretty
16: good.
4: In the women's artistic gymnastics, China delivered a brilliant performance to retain its 13th consecutive team title. In the skateboarding events, 15-year-old Chen Ye pocketed the men's park title to become China's youngest gold medalist at the Asian Games. Huang Haiyang has more on the events. Chen emerged
7: as the winner of an exhilarating battle with a score of 84.41 points, narrowly beating Japan's Euro Nagahara by 0.41 points. Reigning champion Kensuke Sasaoka, also from Japan, had to settle for bronze after falling in his earlier runs. Chen said winning the gold medal is beyond his expectations.
0: I was lucky to win.
14: Although I failed in the third round, I was still happy on the whole.
7: In a women's park event, 15-year-old Japanese Hinano Kiyosaki earned the highest score of 88.87 points to secure the gold. The silver medal went to 20-year-old Chinese Li Yujuan, while the bronze was claimed by another Chinese Mao Jiasi. The street events of skateboarding are scheduled for Tuesday and Wednesday.
4: That was Huang Haiyang reporting. With more on the games, we're now joined live by Yang Guang in Hangzhou. Uh, Good evening, and uh, first up, one of the highlights on Tuesday was that Team China took the first table tennis gold medal on offer in Hangzhou. So please, uh, tell us more about the action.
16: Uh, Yeah, good evening, Shane. Um, Team China won women's team event title after beating Japan 3-0. But it was not a straightforward win as... um, Score line showcased um, the match be- became intense from the very beginning. The two teams are actually very familiar with each other, so there were no- not many secrets between the two sides. It looked that um, Japan attempted to speed up the pace throughout the whole final. They placed the Hina Hayata for the first match. She is known for a very aggressive style. Obviously, Japan tried to heat up the competition from the very first the point of the match, but Team China responded quite well. Chen Meng might have got some trouble, but other than that, the Chinese peddlers well-sustained the attack by Japan. As I said, the two teams know each other uh, very well. I think the Chinese players were prepared to face the aggressiveness early on. Sun Yin Sha kept uh, playing patiently and calmly, as they to. Um, her rhythm and won the first match. Second match, a roller coaster run, which Chen Meng, But she managed to come back from behind win, and the finally won Ma Yu. She didn't rush into anything, especially for some key points, and she nailed it. Um, she was more adapted to the J- Japanese player's pace as the match progressed. So, yeah, in terms of uh, strategies and tactics, it was an exciting battle. But in the end, I think the Chinese players still outperformed based on their overall strength.
4: Well, there were some uh, mixed results from China's star tennis players. So uh, what are the major talking points there?
16: Well, the biggest uh, talking points of the whole match day in tennis was definitely Chinese star player Wu Yibing's shock exit from the men's singles. He was knocked out by Hong Kong player Wang Chaklan in the second round after a tough three-set battle. What made his loss bizarre is that he missed five match points in the third set tiebreak and lost the seven straight points to give away the match. Considering that Ui Yibing is the Hangzhou native, his elimination was kind of even more disappointing, especially for those watching at center court supporting him. It was quite a frustrating result, but it came not totally unexpected. Um, even though um, he's one of the top-ranked players in men's singles in Hangzhou, Wu been kind of also struggled in the first set of Monday's opening round action as well. He seemed a little rusty and the uh, worn out in Hangzhou, but he still has the men's double section going on at the Hangzhou Asian Games, so hopefully he can recollect uh, the form from here from there. Uh, Wu's teammate Zhang Zhijian didn't meet much resistance in a straight sense win against an Indonesian player to reach the quarterfinals. Zhu Lin also clinched the straight stance swing to progress to the women's last eight. Back to you, Sheng.
4: All Right, Thank you very much. That was uh, Yang Guang reporting live in Hangzhou. final note in sports, uh, eight-time Grammy winner Usher will headline the Super Bowl halftime show at Allegiant Stadium in Nevada. It'll be the musician's second appearance at the Super Bowl. Some of the superstars who've headlined the bowl in the past include Beyonce, Madonna, and Michael Jackson. Coming up in culture and entertainment, Beijing is decorated with flowers for the mid-autumn and National Day holidays. The Beijing Hour. Hello, I'm Peter Dinklage from X-Men Days of Future Past. You are listening to The Beijing Hour.
0: Hi, I'm Kathy Freeman, and you're listening to The Beijing Hour. Hi, everyone. I'm Lang Lang. Welcome to The Beijing Hour.
3: The Beijing Hour, your window to China and the world.
4: 53 minutes past the hour. Turning to culture and entertainment, uh, many parks in Beijing have rolled out various chrysanthemum flower shows to welcome the Mid-Autumn Festival and the National Day. This year, the two festivals combine for an eight-day holiday season, which extends from September 29th to October the 6th. Uh, over 50,000 pots of colorful chrysanthemums are blooming in Tao ranting Park. Deputy Director Song Yu says it's a tradition for Chinese people to enjoy chrysanthemum blossoms
5: in the autumn.
1: Chrysanthemum is a traditional flower in China, representing peace and a happy life. The exhibition also enriches the life of residents and tourists during the holidays and creates a festive atmosphere for enjoying the autumn scenery and learning about folk customs.
4: Well, the exhibition is scheduled to last from September 23rd all the way to November the 20th. Colorful lanterns are illuminating the streets of Singapore's iconic attractions like Chinatown ahead of Mid-Autumn Festival. The lanterns feature various designs such as rabbits and mooncakes. Mid-Autumn Festival falls on September 29th this year. Breakdancing's not only an event at this year's Asian Games but also enjoys a growing popularity among the public. Chris Gelbert has more from Tokyo.
14: Breaking in new ground. In this downtown Tokyo studio, B Boy Ma teaches not just the moves, but the ethics and feeling of street culture.
4: Breaking has become more and more popular across the world, from the street now to the studio. Its popularity is only rising, and I believe it will continue to grow into the future. The sport has been built from
14: the ground up. Its roots are in street culture and outside the studio, that's where it can still be found. Here at Mizunokiji Station, Japan's breakdancing mecca. This is the spot where it all began. In the 1990s, pioneering breakers got permission from the train station to use this space to practice, to make breaking seen and understood by the public. It was a wild success. and In fact, breaking is now part of the city's urban policy. Thirty years later, budding b-boys are still using the station's floor-to-ceiling windows to perfect their style. Even though this is a common sight for commuters today, society was not always so friendly towards braking. In Japan there
5: was a stigma about braking. We were seen as crass or partiers, bad people who you did not want to get close to. Now braking has become an official sport. And there's an increasing number of good people in the scene. It's gained a good reputation. I can feel
14: the change. From humble beginnings, Japanese b-boys have high hopes for these Asian games and that the future of breaking in Japan may be golden.
4: That was Chris Gelbert reporting. The 10th Silk Road International Film Festival has attracted nearly 500 films from over 80 countries and regions to compete for awards. There are nine main events on the festival's agenda, including forums and exhibition session and the Golden Silk Road Awards selection. Over 200 film screenings are scheduled in Fujian and Xi'an. The location of the film festival alternates between Xi'an and Fuzhou to promote film industry exchanges among Belt and Road partner countries checking the forecast before we head out for the day and Beijing is at 16 degrees overnight. Tomorrow will be sunny with the high of 27. Chongqing's 20 this evening. Moderate rainfall in 26 degrees on Wednesday. is down to 8 degrees, then cloudy in 22. Hong Kong's at 28 this evening. It'll be sunny in 33 tomorrow. While elsewhere, Tokyo's at 21 degrees overnight. Slight rain and 28 on Wednesday. Islamabad will be clear in 18 this evening, then sunny in 33. 33 Bangkok's down to 26 degrees, then a slight rainfall in 32 on Wednesday. Turning to Africa, Nairobi's getting a slight rain and 28 degrees Celsius. And finally to Oceania, Sydney's at 14 this evening, a slight rain tomorrow with a high of 22 degrees. Auckland's down to 11 degrees and then a slight rainfall in 16. Port Vila will get a slight rain and 27 degrees Celsius that's it for this edition of the Beijing Hour. Making news today, China's released a white paper on its proposals for building a global community with a shared future. The United States has announced formal recognition of two Pacific Island nations. And a report from the UN says the world is failing women and girls in the fight for gender equality. On behalf of the staff, this is Shane Bigam in the Chinese capital, hoping you'll join us for the next edition of the Beijing Hour and open a window to the world together.